bad man don't dance Who told you gangsters don't dance Even with a whap on my hip I dance Bad man take another sip and dance Two left feet don't trip and dance The guy want me I might give her a chance Hi! She give me a glance to all that type Nah that's deep Nah I don't, I don't give a shit anymore Yo father will smite you Basa I don't give a shit about these fairy tales. I will spoil it for you in your face, and you have to like it. And you think I'm lying? I keep getting calls from this one number. It says suspected spam caller, so it probably isn't now. But I'm just too stubborn to fucking open it. Then answer it. I'm sorry. Answer no. the call. Answer the call. It might be beneficial for you to say hello. Virgin Media called me the other day. Virgin Media call, or Virgin them? Media quotation marks. Virgin Media called me. Definitely, it was definitely them. But I was just they were from like obviously the Indian office. Hello, police, please. This bastard, one bastard. And I was just too suspicious to say anything. So I yeah. said, I ain't got no time for this nonsense. Fuck off. Fuck your entire family. Your father is gay. Benchud. Benchud. All right, Kai, have you got your topics ready? I don't know what they are. You are. What? You are a fish. You are one fish. You are one rotten fish. That's not like that. <laughs> whoever made the, whoever made this fish, uh, fire and thunder, come that way. We shall be back very very soon. Carter's topic is just technology, so I'm not sure. Technology? That's literally what we put in the chat, one word. Why is everyone so afraid of technology? Technology! Oh. Anyway, we're going to go straight into it because fuck intros. Uh, welcome to Just Press Record once again. Um, we're back sooner than you thought. We're tangled. Uh-huh. We are back again, and I think Carter will kick us off with the first topic, which is technologuele, is what you wrote in the chat. <laughs> technologuele? Yeah. Well, Ryan can clear this up for us. And- no, I'm just talking about like technology in terms of it, is it when is it going to go too far? I know I sound like an old fart, but when is it going to go too far? I if mean, it think depends about- on what you mean. By what like, would you constitute as too far? Like, see all these electric cars. I do like electric cars, right? Mm. But how on earth are we going to... Like, if everyone just went, oh, fuck my petrol car and got like an electric car and then plugged it into the wall, yeah, there's no like... There's not enough power to, to chargeable. Honestly, it would be so fucked. I've heard. And it's like, I've heard an article that apparently the process of making those electric car batteries are worse for the environment than having a normal petrol yeah. car. Which apparently the, the lithium materials you use, yeah, and the it takes up is a lot more. It's a lot worse in in a, yeah. when you think about it. And it has my um my understanding is that. I think the whole introduction of electric cars is meant to be phased and gradual, but I think for the government to start introducing bans on new diesel production cars by the end of the decade, it's obviously not, it's obviously room, there's room for quite a large step in that direction. As far as the um, production is concerned, I'm not entirely sure. I think that's specific to Tesla because I think they got in trouble because they were found to be employing slave labor for like tungsten mines in like Central African countries where the lithium is mined. But I don't know how much that's to do with the country itself not being given the infrastructure to mine appropriately or if it is just a blanket statement that implies that all electric battery production is bad for the environment. I think that's probably quite a blanket term. 
Well, mm. I'd say in regards to the resources argument and the cheap labor, mm. I think that's a lot more normal than we that we'd like to think. Oh no, more. definitely for sure, absolutely. And I think um, it's it's very normal for a lot of large companies to do this kind of thing. I think a lot of countries that are classified uh, officially as third world, I think because these nations would much rather just not go through the riffraff of scaring away potential investment, they're probably more likely to be quite lenient about it. Again, it's why like a lot of the lower quality clothes from like places like Primark, most of the clothes are made in places like Bangladesh or Vietnam, where the labor laws are, by our standards considerably worse but that's the norm in their country so i think it's like a perspective thing if you come from a country where things in mass production are generally supposed to be built to a higher spec if you then compare it to a nation where they just throw that out the window it obviously does come across as quite surprising i'd say not only that but if you think about the amount of profit they make just Mm. from the raw materials that they get from these poor countries all the way down Mm -hmm. to the shop where you buy it from it's absolutely crazy so let's say yeah. five pounds for maybe three hours work. That three mm. hours work from those raw materials may be quadruple or even 100x just because it's yeah. raw mm-hmm. materials that come from mm-hmm. that one country that you currently get in most places. But because it's cheap labor, the amount of profit they're going to make from that alone is absolutely insane. I think a lot of people are in denial that this is the reality of the working world. We're very fortunate that we live in a nation that doesn't have to do those sorts of things in, in-house, in in-country, because I think a lot of people probably are just unconsciously, uh, uh, unconsciously aware that the majority of cheap labor is cheap because that's what the company wants to do. You'd never find a company like Amazon sourcing its production to somewhere like Norway, a completely super high-end developed, high OECD ranking nation who could obviously charge a fucking massive amount of money to produce the same output that Amazon could get for 90% of the cost and the same output and the same product if they just put all of their resources into somewhere like China. Because the Chinese government comes to Amazon and says, hey, we'll allocate you double the factory space, double the workforce for half the price. As a business for profit, which is what all businesses are for, Amazon is obviously going to take that over a Norwegian the Norwegian government saying, we'll allocate you this much for this price. It's all to do with tax as well and corporate tax. That's what it's mainly to um, Reese, what yeah, does OECD true. mean? Uh, it, I don't know the acronym. I but think it's, you said it wrong. You, there's two. Did and I? You got, so, there's, so there's LECD, which is less economically developed country, and MECD, which is more economically developed country. I'll look it up, but I think the OECD is either an organization. Oh, it's to do with food. No, no, I'm saying oh. my food's almost here. <laughs> Uh, OECD, the Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development. Uh, it's a wide range of indicators on agriculture development economy. No, I'm right. It's basically just an organization that ranks countries on things like the quality of their agriculture, their their economy, their education, etc., etc. Everyone, clap for him! Clap for him! Oh, Norway is obviously. It's a high OECD nation because they're well known for the quality of their economy. Their education is very high end. They have a lot of clean, renewable energy, etc., etc. But as a result, I imagine if a company wants to do business with a nation of that stature, that that country is in way more of a position to kind of put its bargaining chips on the table than somewhere like Bangladesh, who would be more open to taking, you know, shadier investments, but gives people a job that they need. It's supply and demand. Do you know what I mean?
I think if you if you spent your whole life trying to justify the moral uh, mor- the moral argument of the suffering of okay. animals, you'd just be miserable your whole life because it, it, it's like it's just a part of life. Unfortunately, other animals suffer so that we may thrive. That's just the nature of life. It's the, the people who spend all that. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that people aren't allowed to feel this way. They have every right to demonstrate. They have every right to feel the way that they feel. But just I could. I couldn't spend my whole life just trying, just being miserable about the suffering of animals because that's not going to change it. It's it's an unchangeable industry. The only way you can really elicit any meaning from how you feel is to change your own diet. That's it. Don't worry about other people. If you have a problem with the way that food is manufactured, specifically animals, don't eat meat. Just look at. You'll be fine. And you'll be a better person in your eyes for doing so. But wasting your time trying to convince others is just going to make you miserable. Mm. Why is it always these people who are like this? Like, they stand in the street with obviously playing all these animal slaughter videos and that. Uh, I think it's just oil. All these people are just the, white working class people. Not working class, but middle class, upper class people. Is it just they they too much time on their hands? Yeah, I think so. I remember someone making a point about how it is literally almost always young white middle class people or old white middle class people. And someone said it's the two groups of people that either don't yet have a job or don't have a job anymore. So they both Mm. have a lot of time on their hands. If these were working people, whether they be working middle class or working working class, uh, they, they wouldn't be doing this as often. They'd definitely be doing it, but not nearly as often as possible. And I think the level of demonstration that Just Stop Oil has achieved is probably because they know it will put them in the headlines. Unfortunately, it just pisses people off. And the majority of people that may have come round to believing in Just Stop Oil's cause is so minuscule that, logically speaking, it's not really worth the investment that they've put in terms of man hours. The thing is, they've... though, the same people at Just Stop Oil, probably 20, 40 years back, 50 years back, the same people who protested against nuclear power. That's what we should have went with. Well, then we yeah. wouldn't be relying on ga- coal and gas all the time. But we, they said, no, it's too dangerous. Oh, we don't want this. We don't want that. I, uh, what were we going to do with the waste? Oh, it's too unsafe. I think it's tricky because I think 60 years ago, nuclear power was considerably less understood. And at the time, 60 years ago, the nuclear weapons were a massive talking point for basically anyone. So I think it was a case of just people not really understanding the benefits versus the negatives. If you've been living your childhood and your early teens surrounded by the specter of the Cold War and the Soviet Union or Western East Germany and communism, it's, you know, you're probably raised to believe, you know, nuclear weapons are a bad thing. Nuclear energy is a bad thing. Because realistically, when you, when you think of nuclear energy and weapons, it's hard not to think of things like the nuclear bombing of Hiroshima. They don't call it nuclear power no more. What do they call it? Because it's got too much of a... I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. But I think it's definitely, it's a circum, it's a situational thing. If that same argument was being made today, I imagine the people against nuclear power might have a a lot more to stand, legs to stand on. Also, wouldn't it take much longer? Because I think reactors take around, I think it was eight or 10 years to actually become, um, energy sufficient. I have no idea. I know nothing about nuclear power at all. I'm not sure, but I know that it's just all about, like, in Dungeness, so. It's like 500 years before they can stop manning that, and that doesn't even work anymore. Yeah. I think the basic understanding of nuclear energy is that it's beneficial 
in the short term, but in the long term, it's a real fucking headache. And it's basically, we can use it now, but then it will be several, many, many, many generations down the line's problem to find the solution of what to do yeah, with they, the waste. No, we found the solution. No, that's that the thing we found. Around. Yeah, no, we've got the solution. There is a solution for it. Isn't it just a barrier? Um, oh, it was... It's not as simple as that, but what they were worried about all those years ago is just no longer to worry about. But to bury it, you ain't you ain't producing like the amount of power that nuclear power kicks out is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. The amount of waste that you have is just compared to what we where we can bury it and put put it places. It's just not worth worrying about. Mm. But I, 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 mean, I think you got um, Sajat. So in regards to technology, mm-hmm. I think what people are really scared about is AI and not reader the cars. The cars, the car situation is not. That big yet because there's not a lot of them at the moment. There are obviously can you got a bang a car, of course, but nine times out of ten, not going to see like an electric car on the road as of right now, anyway. Mm. Or if you just go out in the street, I definitely see. And I'd I'd say just before COVID up to now, I definitely see considerably more electric cars on the road. That's probably forced on by the new laws that came apart, though. From the probably yeah, but that that's and kind US, of, of ties. That ties back into my point about how the enforcement of having energy efficient cars and having electric cars is clearly more doable than people think. Mm, it's not. It's, it's expensive. The is with the, the, yeah, exactly. That's the problem. It's in making everyone Which get rid of their me. old cars and then getting new ones. People can't afford to do that. That's the problem. I've, there I are, there that, are government schemes, but they're just. Yeah, not, don't, they're just what, so don't they give you like a grant? It's not an much. X amount no. of a grant. It's not much, and it's only on yeah. new cars, like proper new mm. cars. I think also, I think Tesla hasn't helped people understand the cost of electric cars because they're at the forefront of electric cars. Everyone, when if you say electric car, nine times out of ten, the first brand is they're going to say is Tesla. But you look at something like a Nissan Leaf, right? Which is a perfectly fine electric car. It gets you from A to B. I think it starts at like thirty grand. Yeah, true. Yeah. But everyone thinks electric car, they think it's like, what is it, like 70 grand for a stock Tesla with no add-ons? No, it's 40. Yeah, oh, is it gone? Oh, high. damn. Make this man your punching back. Beat him very well. Double push him, beat him, slap him, and kill him. Jesus yeah. Christ, never mind. My bad. It's but quite cheap, to be fair, but it's just not, you don't get, like, the, the you know, the bells and whistles with it. To do that, but Who cares? Have, that's the thing. That, that's, money. Uh, yeah, this is the thing. Obviously, because I don't drive a car, I, I obviously can't ever expect to understand why people really want all the bells and whistles i appreciate cars are a big investment and they are by a psychological yeah. argument they're an extension of your personality so I'm i appreciate car guy. same here <laughs> i appreciate when you see people with really high-end cars it's a reflection of who they are blah 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 and but, like with an, with an, but with an electric car it's just just buy the car like who it's an electric car for one thing so performance is really not your main criteria oh yeah, yeah. well good uh, uh, i've got crazy acceleration yeah. actually yeah. there you go would either of you two if you're in a position to buy one i would have, or have one you ever years considered ago one expensive and out of my outside of what i earned mm. probably yeah but i want to get solar first and a battery on the side of the house first yeah, yeah. Aren't they, uh, aren't they, they're quite affordable to have installed the uh in terms of getting them first installed you're looking at about 16 grand but from back in the day, when mm. you could put them in, the technology, again, has come a lot more advanced. So I imagine you having one square foot. Yeah. The amount of kilowatts that would have produced about 15 years ago has increased exponentially today. Mm-hmm. So it, And with the, with the actual energy crisis that we've got going on now, it pays for itself in a shorter period of time. 
So mm. back in the day, if you had it, it would take you about 10 years before you start actually um, seeing you saving money or the price that you paid for it, you've saved, if you know what I mean. So you've saved 16 grand in bills rather than producer to solar. So basically they paid for themselves if you think of it in yeah. that way. Yeah. But now it's that that it's not 16 years no more. It's a lot shorter. I was going to say, because I think a lot of people's problem with electric-based stuff is that they don't see an immediate savings. And a lot of people just want this. I think what well, there's a term for it. I think I, think, I forgot what the term is called. Uh, instant gratification, where people, when they make investments into things like this, they expect to see an immediate return on investment. And I think it puts a lot of people off knowing that an electric car, in the long run, is better for your wallet, generally speaking. But people don't, they, they're not interested if it's not, immediate because to a lot of people giving up another car for a different kind of car is like a massive make or break like you have to give me some sort of uh encouragement or benefit to swap over it's a psychological thing i think yeah um, the way people spend now it's like instead of going look i've saved 20 20 pound or whatever mate, it is a month i have another 20 pound to spend that's what people do, think do, do you know what since this cost of living and um, i appreciate daniel you might want to get back onto the topic because I, I appreciate we keep deviating but just to make a quick point since the cost of living crisis has happened at work, I've seen more and more people just recklessly put uh, just buying stuff. Yeah, would you say there's more of a uptake on finance? People absolutely. doing finance, absolutely. Buying a absolutely. The, uh, we have considerably more people taking out credit plans now than buying things cash or card. Now, I don't know if that's. It's definitely not a coincidence to an extent, but. I, I, I don't know how many of these people w could just pay things off there and then or if they are just trying to be smart and they're just trying to put it on finance to help their credit score. I think it depends. But I'm talking... I don't think depend. people think that way. I really don't think people think in <laughs> yeah, terms of credit I, score. So I, I, wanna, I want this, so I'm going to get it. How yeah, can I get it? That's the way I get it. Yeah, this is it. I think it happen it, it's more common on things like computers. Uh, I don't really see it as often on kitchen appliances. It seems like people, at least the customers that I serve, it seems like the heads on straight when it comes to necessity versus luxury. So when they're buying things that they absolutely have to have, whether they have a family or they have a broken down machine like washing machines, uh fridge freezers, most customers t tend to buy that card or cash. When it comes to things like games consoles for their kids, birthdays and Christmas and shit like that, or laptops for school and uni, a lot of parents will, or customers in general, will put that on credit. So it's, mm. it's an interesting dynamic between people making technically financially responsible purchases, but an uptick in, I guess, what you could argue is a financially irresponsible uh, product. What my parents service. used to do, obviously they didn't have loads of money when I was a kid, was um, they had this thing where a certain amount of their money went away but it won a lot every month or whatever whenever they got paid just to pay for christmas so when christmas come around so they didn't have to do all this but then there was never i i can't remember there being things like anything really on credit in terms of like klarna and that and credit credit cards i understand but it's only a recent thing isn't it well, like cars maybe yeah like like Karna getting things in your shop that are like you can pay off of it, pay it off over a certain period of time. I can't ever remember that. Like when I was in school and that, you could do that. I think technology. But then again, my, my, my mum and dad never exposed me to that because they'd never, if they couldn't afford it, they would get it. I think things like Klarna and being able to buy things on credit is a is a an offshoot of technology becoming more advanced because convenience with technology is definitely uh, an offshoot 
of advancement in technology. Like I definitely see a lot more credit companies and credit cards and pay things off way more than I ever did as a kid. I never really even saw credit options as a kid. Not that I would have because I was a kid, but I think with technology advancing the way it is and the, the more diverse and the more exciting technology gets, businesses are looking for financial services, again, like credit options. That means customers can enjoy the newer technology on more approachable terms. I don't think the finance situation is a recent thing. It's just that people are using it more. Because, for example... No, I mean I mean the services being more in your face. Oh, like, they're more being obvious. more accessible, you're saying. Yeah, yeah, more accessible. The services themselves have absolutely existed for a very long time. But the fact that you see advertisements now for things like PayPal, Credit, Klarna... Uh, and other companies being put on like buses, on billboards, on tube advertisements. That's a lot more common now. I'd say there's nothing yeah. wrong with the finance or buy now, pay later situation. However, it's the ones where you're actually paying interest on the finance. Or if you're, if you're prone to mispayments, that's where it becomes a real issue. So people like well, this me, is... it's like sometimes, sometimes on occasion, I might just do buy now, pay later, and then it just becomes a, mm -hmm. in the back of my mind. Well, yeah, this is what I did with mine. I, I, my graphics card, I paid £800 for it. I Jesus. put it on credit. I, pay, I put it on credit just because I knew that it would be, I could use it to tweak my credit score. I had the money for it and I just paid it off like that. But I think you're right when people are being irresponsible. I think for Curry's, obviously, as a business who I work for, I think we offer. Uh, Three months, six months, nine months, 12 and beyond. But it's primarily six and nine. The rest are primarily for promotional offers. But obviously, if we're offering that many different uh, monthly ranges for buy now, pay later, we obviously have a lot of money with our credit broker to back insolvency or people not paying their, um, their credit. But, you know, it does feel a bit insidious to me. I feel like finance services are a bit of a gray area because legally speaking, they're not doing anything wrong because it's illegal for us as a company, and it's illegal for a financial uh, services company to promote or elicit people to take their services under like emotional manipulation or promises of promotions and free shit. So they can get away with it, but they know that desperate people are likely to use their services and they're not really obliged to do anything about it. So it's kind of a tricky gray area. Fun and I'm telling you that from someone who has to be trained to do that. I almost went for those one of those loan companies back when I was working in retail. So this was maybe my first, second in retail. Mm -hmm. And I had enough money for bills and then nothing else. And I was going to get paid in two weeks. And I thought, I'm going to have no money. Let me get one of these loans. Now, what saved me is that I got a sort code wrong, which means I sent money to the wrong place. And they sent an email saying, hey, this didn't arrive. We got the money back. Could you tell us the real sort code? Because it seems like... You didn't give us the right details. And by then, it would have been maybe a week had passed. And I thought they just didn't send it. And when he said that, I was thought, hmm. Mm. So I get the wrong information. But at this point, I'd read the terms and noticed that the interest was 50%. So I thought, oh, no, 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 no. The interest what? rates are insane. You know what? Keep your money. I'm good. <laughs> if I, I was smarter, I would have been fucked. I remember one time years ago when I worked in Matlin. I don't know why I'd run into money trouble. I think it was Airsoft. Uh, I'd spent, obviously, I, 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 got a, I got a credit card, obviously. And it was a really stupid decision, but I'm glad I did it because it, it's taught me a lot. But I ran up a credit card debt of about £1,200. Lord, I am angry. And 
I think Jesus. I was str- for some reason I was struggling to pay it off. I don't know why, but I went on to like um, Sunny Loans, and I, I I got halfway to the application screen, and then I backed out, and I thought, nah, fuck this. Let me just let me just pay off in in big chunks. I'll have to like suffer, and I'll have to make massive cuts to my lifestyle, but I have to do it. Not five minutes after I closed the screen, someone called me from Sunny Loans trying to come now. Let me. I want to give you money. Not push me, but they were like asking, oh, are you ready to finish your application? I'm like, mm. damn, you people work fast mm-hmm. yeah it's mad. that is quite predatory in my opinion of course yeah um, i was looking at the um the apr and some other things back in the day mm-hmm. like, they're illegal in germany they've capped them yeah but there are short-term loans representative 504 percent apr Jesus. Hey. hey. Jesus. The GDP of Nigeria is coming for you. That's mad. Crazy. Yeah. Oh, look, there's one here. Borrow £200 for 122 days. Uh, interest rate 208%. Jesus is Lord. How much do you pay back? The, 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 the sliders are the one that get obviously, me where, like... Obviously, they're not going to tell you where they're, they're going to pay you back. <laughs> oh, they're oh, I, need to, I need to borrow uh, £150. Okay, you will so pay us £400. <laughs> so, four payments. So, on £200, it's 400 uh, 400 No, um, four payments of £71, 71 a month. So, what's that? So two hundred and eighty pounds. So you're just paying eighty quid back. You're losing eighty quid. That's mad. Yeah, but that's how they make profit. Oh, that's that's, that's the business. Yeah. There's yeah, another one here. Borrow one thousand five hundred pound total repayment. Three thousand. How much do we have this? Fucking oh. hell. Double. Double bubble. Yeah, man. You think money is free? Right. No, that money costs money. Uh-huh. Money costs money. <laughs> money ridiculous. is money equal money. Yeah. Fool. yeah. That money costs money, man. Uh-huh. It's got- I you know always what, get I love, this Asian you know, guy on my YouTube shorts and he's like, I don't get taxed because all my money's debt. In debt, yeah. No, I borrowed through the $16 million. Tax-free. All that money's tax-free because it's debt. But to, to prove I could pay them back through the $16 million, I had to show my financials. They don't want to see my college degree. So I showed them, I said, that's okay. But you're not using the money to go out and buy a fancy car. No, I don't have to. Look, please hear on this. Okay, so I borrow, let's say I borrow a million bucks. I buy a property, it goes up to $10 million. I got 9 million equities sitting there. If I need a new car, I just borrow it out. I buy a new car with tax-free money called debt. I have a Ferrari, a Rolls-Royce, Toyotas, all tax-free. Because it's debt. The houses in yeah. the houses. <laughs> Yes, yeah. <laughs> um, these houses is oh equity. I just pull out more equity from the mortgage. Yes, I know, but you must have got there somehow. Yes, my um, when I get to the bottom of it, because it's debt. When I think of um people, you know, like the loan shark companies, when they, they they obviously prey on people who can't pay the loans. You know that um, have you ever? I don't know what film it's from. You know that film with that black guy taking pictures outside of his car and he goes, "Gee, <laughs> got <laughs> your ass." Got your ass. <laughs> <laughs> it's like loan sharks when they see the guy can't, unable to pay back a hundred pounds. Got your ass. <laughs> the thing is, right? I I don't know. I, I I don't know how to feel about people that do these sorts of things, like as in people who take out the loans. Because I'm a firm believer, and I can say this confidently because I'm not in their position. So I appreciate this is coming likely from a place of ignorance, but I don't have a lot of sympathy for people 
who take out loans that get themselves into debt because it's i think people are a lot more capable of stopping themselves from putting themselves through negative experiences than they like to think so when you get these families who put shit on credit when they know damn well they shouldn't be buying these things i find it hard to sympathize with them because you're supposed to be an adult and realistically especially if you've got like kids you really need to have your head screwed on before doing stupidness like buying a telly on finance it's not the be all and end all of your family life it's just like i appreciate that this happens to the majority of like lower class families who are unemployed or they're on benefits or one member of the family works how do they get the approval for the finance that doesn't understand because, it. How can they get approved because I, I don't know if the law has changed but it is you would be surprised how easy it is for people who don't have the means to get the means to have credit like a loan crazy I, it is crazy and i don't know if the government has changed things or is trying to change things but that's why a lot of poor people are just in insane amounts of debt because it's so easy for them to get like there are loan companies who specialize in giving credit and loans to people with bad credit yeah. you know no problem will will accept you that's fucking mad yeah, because it's probably insidious. their terms are probably more predatory. Oh yeah, one hundred percent, of course. But I mean, like, fuck, that's just such a, a an awful thing, and it's like a it's like a vicious cycle. You you're in a state of debt, you can't get out of the debt, and then other companies want to put you into further debt to pay off that debt. It's like you know you're fucked with debt when you start taking out credit cards to cover the loans that you've taken out elsewhere. Or what do they call it? Debt transfer or something? Where the uh, like, debt consolidation? Yeah, where you consolidate your debt to a, a different credit card company who have slightly better interest rates, but you're still fucking in debt. Yeah. So I don't understand how it works. I don't know. I don't you're understand just, how it works. You're just shifting debt, and act, you're basically in denial. Mm. And but obviously, cash money, cash is king. Money rules you, the world. You so. just get you just get a slap on the wrist, though. Yeah, I know. But still. If, if you if you can't repay, you go to court and they go, "How much can you pay?" And yeah. you pay. Whatever you can afford they, back a month, and, and then you they, get blacklisted. Can't get nothing. Yeah. Well, that's your own fault. Yeah, but for you could literally have like thousands of pounds worth of debt, and then you pay yeah. back a tenner a month, and you just won't be able to get anything on finance again. I understand why people would just go and do it. Just go, oh fuck it, I'll just get a load of debt. I don't care. I don't want a mortgage. I don't want this. I don't want that. Like honestly, with all due respect, again, if you're if you if if you're poor, you need to really seriously understand your circumstances if you're i don't poor, think we have the mindset of these people you know what i mean no i it's, know we don't and that's, so that's why that's, I that's why we struggle to understand i think i agree that's why i prefaced my point by saying it's i'm it's coming from a place of complete ignorance like i've never been in this position and i wouldn't hope to be so obviously i'm going to have an ignorance and a bias towards these people because i don't know what it's like to be in their position but Surely, from a logical standpoint, it just makes sense for you to understand your limits and boundaries. Like, okay, I <laughs> yeah, but that's what they don't. I know they don't we have make... that capacity to do that in their brain. That's why they're in that position in the first place. I said we don't have the capacity. <laughs> yeah, that's why? Point. That's my point. It's, why? Why are the they so dumb? <laughs> we don't have the capacity. <laughs> <laughs> i know you see that's the thing but again it goes back to your points of being in a position of ignorance mm. so like me with me i got like when i moved in i hardly spent anything on the front room yeah all i did was repaint it that a carpet okay yeah i don't know how much that was lucy's dealt with all that stuff mm-hmm. but i just gave up the half of the money basically but like yeah. the telly, that was free that was that was uh, uh? free that was from my mum and dad yeah and I, but i'm not a telly person i don't understand much about tellies at all 
So it does me. I do the um the thing with the telly where I get everything for free. Yeah, was your range or cooker free or a discount? The range cooker, the granite worktops, every single cupboard in that kitchen uh was and was it and a microwave was 150 pounds. Oh, granite worktops. That's 150 pounds. What we had to do was go there with a loot and lorry, which cost us another hundred pound. Basically, a, you know, one with a towel lift, yeah. Yeah, so you can yeah, go yeah. up and down, uh, heavy, heavy granite. Uh, was to get it and pick it up. That was it. And then we brought it home. And then I had to just cut it down to size and do whatever I needed. But that whole that whole kitchen, yeah. apart from the floor, apart from all the appliances, which I paid outright with a bit of a discount. Only thing I care about is business. That's the only thing I have on my mind. That's the only thing I'm, I'm living for. <laughs> hey, yeah, why? It was all paid off. I don't have anything in the house. Yeah. That's on finance, I don't think. Everything I everything I own, I own. I'm trying to fit, apart from my phone. That's the only thing. Uh-huh. Yeah. So my that phone. phone belongs to the business. <laughs> that phone belongs <laughs> this is what to you are doing. <laughs> That's something I've come to realize as well, especially with phones. And yeah, I know Teehee, 1,400 pounds. Blah, blah, blah. But... <laughs> When I, um, when, I, when I came out when I came out of contract when I came out of contract and I realized uh, I could get like a cheaper simo I realized like it just makes so much more sense to just own your phone and then just go on the sim only obviously it doesn't fit everyone's needs yeah um but like it's just it, it just works out cheaper my yeah. phone's retail value is is like what 1100 pounds or something but if you took out like a if you took out like a um a, a phone contract for I would say exactly the same terms that mine has, which is unlimited text, unlimited minutes, and like 160 gigs of data, which I've never in my entire life of being on this sim only ever even remotely got close to using. You'd be looking at like maybe 50, 60 quid a month. Yeah, I would like to sit down and work out how much more I'm paying if I bought the phone and then got a sim only contract. But the thing I, is, I right, think it's substantial. But again, it goes back to the point about electric cars. Mm, the investment the, yeah. is in the is long term. It's not an immediate return on investment. So many people just don't see it as being worthwhile. Yeah. But the thing is, it's like every two years or eighteen months, I may need just just due to work. Like it does get dropped. It does get battered about. Yeah, it's, of course, it gets it's circumstantial dust. for sure. So that's why I do it. And plus, it's just easy for me. I've just I've got to be honest. Yeah, as I'm well for me. It's like, I own this phone, and if I ever wanted to sell it or trade it or whatever, I can do that. I know you can do that once the contract is up as well, but I could do it like that. But it's, I, I don't know. It just, again, contracts aren't as insidious or as, or, or as bad for you as like a financial loan is concerned, but you're tied into something that realistically, if you put your mind to it and just save the money, like I did, you can just buy the phone there and then and immediately be free of any unnecessary contracts and ties i don't like being tied into things if you mm. understand what i'm saying yeah i know what you mean speaking of a uh, um, shitty business practice by the way the yeah. uk government i, I think it was michael gove or steve Khan, yes was, shady. they announced they, they announced yeah, interest yeah. only mortgages which means <laughs> which means yeah, you only pay the interest when on the mortgage yeah, but you, never, but, you never pay the mortgage off yeah exactly that's the scam. No, that's not a, you're only paying that's the interest, not a new thing. You're not actually paying off the place. That's not a new thing. That's been a, that's been around for a while. How long? There was another. I heard about that's it been about around a month ago. Yeah, no, it's been around for years. There was another one that they did, and it screwed my nan and granddad. But it was like basically a scam. It really did screw my nan and granddad up. But they, you know, like PPI and all that. Yeah. They were sort of sim- not similar to that, but you could claim back for it. And that's how they had to do it. Because when my granddad retired, they still had money on the mortgage or whatever. You are clicking but, mouse. Yeah. 
I have no idea what PPI even is. Pers- per- Payment personal protection insurance. Ex- yeah, pay- so what, what does it do? If you were to get a loan or something, you get insurance on that loan, I think, and it right. just turned out to be a scam. Yeah, fair enough. But it's just everything that the government do sometimes. It's like I remember when my dad bought his Mercedes this years and years ago. Bought a Mercedes that was a diesel, and it had better fuel economy. Our economy, our economy, economy is resilient. And then it was saying that diesel is better for the environment. But now yeah, that's right. not all true. And now there's a new claim about that. Uh, did you own a or lease a diesel, diesel vehicle? Oh, yeah. Least, yeah. You could be entitled to compensation. I think, um, I don't know how I feel. The thing is, when it comes to things like governments, I don't really care. I firmly believe the government is of no interest to me. Whether they truly care about me or not is irrelevant. Because in my entire life, both child, teenage and adult, I don't feel like any government, whether they be Labour, Coalition or Conservative, has ever enacted a policy that has directly benefited any important aspect of my life. I don't yeah. care. You know what you really yeah. need to do? It's just not worth it. You know what you really need to do, right? This is going to Revolt. sound stupid. Eat ass. No, 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 no. Let's, let's, yes, I want to eat man. ass. So if you, if one day you become wealthy and rich, you move to a poorer country, with an asterisk, poorer country, where there's corruption. Harold, because you have money, you mean it's like a Romania. language they speak. So really, really, what you could do... <laughs> Is you can use the corruption to your advantage. The only way this country can move forward is if they legalize corruption. Let everybody be on the same level. You say country. Mm. My brother, if you want to talk, talk, let the touch me. No, I spoil this country. What do you mean by the only way that corruption? How much they sell from? 100 million. How much are they going to sell? I'm tell you. Not the touch nah, me. Not the touch me. What's the corruption? No, man, not this young one. I am saying they should legalize corruption. Let everybody be on the same pace, the same level. He's saying uh, if everybody is corrupt, how will the country move forward? Is the country moving forward the way we are? So, wait, if I'm getting you right, that everyone should be corrupt, that's what you're saying? Yes. Because the new crop of politicians we have today are swimming in a pool of corruption. No, 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 no. Don't say that. What has integrity done for you? The money snake swallowed. No investigation till date. The money monkey took. No investigation till date. The oil money, refinery renovation. Nothing. Nobody has been arrested. You're envying animals now. That's what it is, huh? Keep barking then. Prof, the only thing I want to do now, I want to struggle create time and obtain my PVC so that I can send my vote. The era of arresting teachers, now that time it's expire. These days, politicians were corrupt, then they were free, go prison. Corrupt people are not in prison. They're not in they're not prison, even when are not there. This country, if you corrupt, you are a free man, you go your rich. What tune are they arguing? Look, look, we're talking about corruption. He's saying that uh, uh, we need corruption to survive here. What do you think? Corruption is everywhere now. Corruption everywhere. You can live the kind of Honestly, life you want with corruption. If I was rich, I'd probably move to somewhere like Norway or Sweden because I'm rich. I don't care. And it's mm-hmm. just a much nicer place. I, if I was no rich, I'd go, honestly, I'd go well, somewhere. No, I don't care. I'd go to, yeah, but the thing is, I'd go to somewhere like Norway and just live there and buy a house there's because the healthcare is free. The the, the 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 education is free including university like and that is sets a good precedent for well, i don't know if that if i don't know how it works with those like i know in america if your child's born there it can get in a united states citizenship i don't know how it works with those but america's just you get international good anymore because if you leave america you still get taxed 
Well, the Norway's outside of the EU, so they've always had different mm. rules. So yeah. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just assuming. We're just assuming for the sake of points and arguments that I'm a Norwegian citizen. I don't know if they have dual citizenship, but I would imagine if I had a child and I was not yet a Norwegian citizen, but I had a visa to reside there, it's probably the case of well, they were born in Norway, so they are Norwegian. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, My I'm point sure is, if if I was wealthy, I'd move to a country that's got incredibly high standards of living because it's just common sense. And I, I, if I was rich, I'd be. I'd be so tempted to leave England. The like amount that. of tax you'd get. Yeah, that's a yeah, I don't think tax would be worse than England, even. It's, it's yeah, I know, worse. it's 45%. But Jesus! Rich. Yeah, it's terrible. Yeah, but then, well, it's, the thing is, it's not, because it's terrible in comparison, unless until you see the wage increase, the standard of living, and what the taxes go towards. If you just compare flat tax rate and you're comparing, because you're obviously using your own wages to directly compare the cost of the tax rate. Yeah, obviously it looks fucking stupid. But if you moved to Norway, your wages would go up by a hell of a lot, as would the standard of your living when it comes to things like transport, technology, well, not technology, but you know what I mean, like uh, economy, education. The amount you're spending is going up as well because the amount they spend on things. Yeah, but it would balance out and it it would equate to the same lifestyle you lead, but just better. Yeah, you pay higher tax, but that higher tax then funds the quality of life you're leading. It funds your children's ability to go to school in all forms, primary, secondary, and tertiary for free. It funds the fact that just like here, you don't pay for anything in healthcare. Why do you go so to if Ireland? God forbid you're... I, well, that's a good point. That's, 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 that's a, that's a very good point. Well, this is what I've seen a lot of people are doing. People who want to come and live in the UK, but they don't meet the requirements for the visa, they're moving to, sub, they're moving to the Republic of Ireland and they're living there for five years, getting a visa and then moving to England because they still have what's called the CTA, which is the common travel area, yeah. which means if you're from the Republic of Ireland, you don't need a visa to work, live or study in England. You have to be an Irish citizen, and obviously because the Republic of Ireland is still in the EU, if you're literally from any part of the EU member states, then it's the freedom of movement still applies. Yeah, that's the, that's the little golden area, I think, because you can be in Which the is UK funny. and it get really is the UK, mad. and the rest of the EU as well. Mm. Like, I've got a... Uh, I've, I've, I've always thought the freedom of movement thing being moved was dumb as fuck, and it just sounded like it was definitely motivated by just a racism, and or... <laughs> And or the government's unwillingness to directly explain what it was. I obviously didn't vote because I didn't realize it would have any effect on me. Technically, technically, it hasn't had any effect on me. But if I were to somehow get into a position where I could be more flexible with the job that I'm doing, like if I changed careers and then got into a different industry, I couldn't just pack up and fuck off to somewhere like Sweden. Yeah. Belgium, the Netherlands, whatever, because I don't have the freedom of movement. I could still go there, and the nature of my career would dictate whether or not I'd be given what we call a skilled workers' visa. But it's just a headache that we, we I would have done without pre-Brexit. Yeah, so a visa called um, a digital nomad visa, where if you're earning yeah. a certain amount, you can prove that you can afford private healthcare, mm-hmm. and you know the language in some places. Mm-hmm. They don't let you stay there for up to I think five to eight years before you can renew it. Well, and this is the thing as well, like our change from freedom of movement based immigration to a points based immigration, I've I've looked it up because a friend of mine was trying to move here. And then it's become quickly obvious that given her circumstances, there's nowhere that's going to happen. Um, well, you well, can only well, come well, here. Yeah. Well, so student visa, 
Ah. A skilled worker visa or a spouse visa. Those are the only three ways. Unless you're like a refugee from Ukraine or whatever, but we're not talking about that, obviously. But unless, and a skilled worker to this company, uh, this country, as far as the government's concerned, is things like finance, commerce, IT, and telecommunications. It's not shit like working at Tesco. No, that's or, not skilled. That's why. Yeah, yeah, no, no I know. That's why I'm saying. But that's why I'm saying. If, trade if as well. Yeah, because it's supposed to be, we only want people coming into the country to work, live, or study if they intend to be of benefit to the economy, which as a point and principle makes sense. But I, I feel like that's just scared off a bunch of people who would just go to anywhere else in Europe that allows freedom of movement. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. But I don't feel like the England was that much more attractive and is still much more attractive than any other EU member state to someone else in an EU member state. I don't feel like if I was a Spanish IT professional, I don't see that any reason why the points-based immigration system would not put me off coming to England when I could just fuck off to somewhere like Belgium. And do it's the same also, job. It's also a bit of wages, though, isn't it? Well, yeah, yeah, but that's just wages. common sense. Yeah, Obviously, so that's I'd, why. Well, so it's wages, to currency, and also if they come from places as bad infrastructure or corruption, then UK is definitely a better alternative. Well, yeah, of course, but I don't know how many EU member states have a massive problem with corruption. The new crop of politicians we have today are swimming in a pool of corruption. I'm going to assume it's primarily, and this is going to be, again, racist and or ignorant, but it's probably going to be the Southeast European countries. I don't know how many of them are actually in the EU, but that's where the bulk of that kind of accusation comes from. When's well, the last time you heard example. some... Italy's one example. True. That's actually so, quite true. Yeah. Yes. Also, that is kind of Southeastern Europe. And also an Asian population as well. But that's the whole number. What, Italy? Yeah, age of population. So working aged citizens <laughs> are becoming a much lower amount and the people who are of working age are going to other countries. I don't think people yeah, that that's that's something as well. There should be a cut off point for older people serving in in positions of power and in government. Yeah. Look at Mitch McConnell in his fucking puppet mode. I know that's option. America. But still. Older people should not be in a position of power to make decisions just, for, for the generations below are. them. That, 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 that is something that I think governments need to get in, get with the times, which is governments need to be progressive in the sense that they should have people of all age spectrums representing the interests of the people living in there. In America, you just have a bunch of fucking mid-60s, 70s, and in some cases, even 80s, for example, yeah. the president Biden. representing the will of a majority youthful nation. Well, I think Biden's the one on the extreme end of it, I'd say. Well, he's the oldest president in history. Yeah, he's that's, yeah. He's that's He looks like a drop dead. His mental faculties are fucked. And he I keeps just, dropping I on the floor. <laughs> when he trips up, when he trips over, I just fucking love. <laughs> I just love it when he just like doesn't like he says things wrong. It's just like the videos that come out after it, it's like the United States of America can be defined by America is a nation that can be defined in a single word. I was gonna put him uh, foot, foot. That's it. Excuse me. Like, uh, Joe Biden is the only person I've ever seen fall going upstairs. <laughs> Falling up the stairs. What a laughing stock, man. America is a laughing stock, honestly. That whole political system over there is bad, but oh well. crazy. And they're so they're just so they're just so upset with each other. Yeah, they're yeah, they're all, yeah, they're very, all divided and very, just very speak fat. each other over the most trivial things. Yeah, mm -hmm. it is ridiculous. Have any of you guys Luckily, seen, we're English. Have any of you guys seen 
does videos of people pretend to be NPCs. Oh yeah, yeah, on the fucking on TikTok and all that. I haven't got TikTok, but I've seen it so many times. So, Reese, are you aware of this? By chance? <laughs> no, not at all. This so, is news to me. To to paraphrase what this whole thing is, essentially, someone will be live streaming on TikTok or Instagram, or whatever app. People just watch them, and they would send money or emojis, and whatever emoji comes up, they react to it saying, "Yes, yes, 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 yes." They keep getting more emojis. They just react to every single one. And it just looks absolutely insane. I don't know how... Some people do this for maybe hours on end. Just reacting and saying the same thing. Hours and hours and hours on end. Oh. And uh, well, who finds it entertaining? Huh? That just sounds who finds it entertaining? Boring. That's I just boring. Yeah. I don't know. I think we're finished. I think we're finished. What? I feel like... I feel like the the comedy of of the generation below us is kind of at odds with us. I feel like we kind of understand half of it, and then the other half we don't understand. And I guess that's a sign of us getting old. I don't I think. Yeah, I think a lot of comedy that we enjoy, like the piss taking and things like that, a lot of people would find it mm-hmm. uneasy or find it uneasy that we're taking the piss up. But what 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 are his feelings after you've just said that? But I know your feelings. You just just laugh. You know what I mean? It's nothing mm. personal. But people take things too personal. And people take things personal for someone else as well, which doesn't make any yeah. sense either. People are constantly looking for... It's like people are constantly looking for reasons to be upset on other people's behalf so they can show that they care. It uh, just doesn't make any sense, like, honestly. Yeah. I, I, again, I think it just but comes back to the whole... Thing, that's not a new thing, People mm. being upset on someone's behalf. Yeah. That's happened to it's... me in college. And that was 10 years Do you guys feel old yet? Because we've got to mention that. Do you feel old? Because mm. I don't feel old, but I feel like I'm starting to get there. I I feel old physically. Oh yeah, but I, I don't mean physically. I mean like mentally. Mentally, mentally mm, maybe a little, but it depends because I think it's subjective. Like I feel like my sensibilities and my my enjoyment of things like a nice quiet night and going to bed early are probably unusual for somebody my age, traditionally speaking. But I don't feel that I'm that much different to someone else my age. So I'm kind of on the fence about whether I feel old. Brandon? Yeah, it just depends as to where you look at it because I, I enjoy things that other people, a lot, a lot of other people won't enjoy. Yeah. I might have different, sort of a different situation with a lot of other people. I do, like, a lot of people go out and things like that, but I don't want to 
I I am happy doing what we're doing now. So we'll just have a chat and then we'll go play a few games. I'm happy doing that. A lot of people will just, oh, it's Friday night. People will be out on the, getting smashed tonight. But I enjoy the small things. That's a, that's a, like, I enjoy playing football, which people my age do. But like, even the simple things like just, I've got a garden. I enjoy going out in the garden, just like doing work in the garden, doing what? But when are you doing your barbecue, by the way? I just remembered. Yeah, I I don't think it's going to happen. The weather's been terrible. Yeah, it's the worst summer in a while. It's just never, never, never picked up this summer. I don't mind. I don't really care. It's nice when we come over to yours once in a blue moon. It doesn't have to happen. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it will um, will eventually happen. But I think something that we that's probably not discussed a lot in our age group, and I think it's just because people don't really like to think about it. I definitely think we're past our prime when it comes to things like going out. I was never yeah, in a prime. I, I was never in a prime. No, I know you haven't done it. I'm not specifically talking about us personally. I mean our age. We are well beyond the party animal lifestyle phase. Where oh, it's like 18 yeah. to like 24, where everyone's just always out on a weekend getting smashed. As in, it's the typical or the stereotype that our age group at that time carries. We're at a point now where it's just not feasible because we're all working adults. We all have our own lifestyles, our own commitments that going out and getting smashed is just not the one. I don't like it. You don't like it. Ryan used to do it. But then we've all, you know, Ryan settled down. You've changed. You've focused on your career and I'm a cunt. However, you know, yes, it's but I think that's something that people kind of forget about is that that phase of your life as a young adult is very brief and it's like society expects us to just go all out because we're told that our life is fleeting and that once we get to a certain age it's just stops mattering which i don't think is true I, I your life I can be heard that sentiment towards well towards men anyway i haven't heard that sentiment i've heard that more towards women than men in my opinion that's fair enough i've never seen it i've never heard of it of being specific to gender i i'm talking both about men and women and i was Um, going to screw you until you said putting out specifically because i was going to say it's not quite i definitely i definitely look forward to the remaining years of my life however many years i have left i know that i'm going to enjoy my 30s And my 40s and my 50s. Yeah, obviously, when I'm in my 50s and 60s, I'll look back on my youth and wish I was young again, but that's what everyone does. I wouldn't fuck that shit. If I was was 65 right now and I look back on my youth, I wouldn't have any regrets. Some people might think that that's insane for me to say, but I've lived my life according to the way that I wanted to, and that was by my design and my choice. When I moved out, I had such infinite autonomy to do whatever the fuck I wanted when I wanted. I chose to live my life the way that I did because that's what I wanted to do. Some people will look at the way that I've lived my life and think that I've wasted it. I've squandered my years. I haven't gone out and been sociable. I haven't had a good time, but I disagree. If I was unhappy with the way I was leading my life, I'd have changed it. Yeah. Yeah. There are some people who would say that we have wasted it. We don't live in the moment enough. I think I am guilty of sometimes doing that. Not worrying about money, sense. but thinking that money-wise. So, like this year, I went, I, I put my money in, put a lot of money into the garden, right? Yeah. And I've decided I'm not going on holiday, like not going on a big, big holiday this year. We are going on holiday, but not, not one that's mm. going to cost us thousands of pounds. I could have still done it. Oh, I am. Oh, I'm going away next week. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. But, I forgot. Sorry. Um, 
but like I could, I could still go and do the American thing, but I would just wouldn't have money. It's not I wouldn't have money. Just I wouldn't. Have, I like having that cushion in the bank, just in case anything does go wrong. Like because, for example, when when I had when I had the house when mm. I first moved in, shit did go wrong. I had to spend about two grand on the roof because it was doing its best impression of a sieve. It was just water everywhere in that loft. I was like, Jesus Christ! Mm-hmm. But um, but just having that safety net a lot of people don't have that safety net but yeah that's that's what i that's my personal re- thing that i might not regret but like oh could i have done more if, to enjoy myself which i probably can but i enjoy but are you are that the, the ultimate question is are you unhappy with your life mm, no then there you go then realistically you could have had more fun but you definitely didn't not have enough fun yeah yeah that's true and that, that that's the thing I have absolutely nothing wrong with people who want to live their life differently to mine. That's fine. That's the beauty of being alive and being who you are. You're free to live your life as you see fit, to have the most fun however you see appropriate. But that's your decision. If I've chosen to live my life differently to you, that's my prerogative. If, if, if I've chosen to live my life differently to how you have lived it, that doesn't mean my life has been enjoyed any less than yours. We've just chosen to enjoy our lives differently. Mm. I don't know. I, that's just how I feel because I'm not a big subscriber to the idea that we should be doing things at a certain age. I appreciate that there's a difference between being, you know, responsible with your life and understanding your future. But I don't buy into the societal idea that we should all be going to uni at 18. We should all have graduate jobs at 21. We should all have homes and kids by 30 and married and all that fucking bollocks. Oh, I think the idea died about three years ago when Brexit hit. I definitely don't think that idea has died. Even with the current, Mm -hmm. even in the current climate that we have been in and will be in and will continue to be in into the future. That is such a static model of a successful this is life what you do, yeah. it will well, never how, die yeah it, it's universal as well that's like a universally held thing it, it transcends cultures it transcends countries things are different for people in different countries naturally speaking but that model of having a good education a wife or a husband kids and a home that is the classic happy family model that will never change no matter who you are. But I've always looked at it this way. If I owned my home at 30 versus owning my home at 45, I still own my home. What difference does it make? If I get married at 30 versus 45, I'm still married. What difference does it make? And the same for kids. People put too much emphasis on having their life figured out that they stress about it and then they just don't do anything. And then you wonder why they haven't done anything. There is a lot more pressure this day, this day and age. And that's why I think a lot more kids have these issues, mental health issues. Really? One one of them's got something wrong. As in what? Like Like, noticeably uh, wrong or? No, in terms of like a mental problem. What, like ill, mentally ill, you mean? Yeah, well, just like a a condition that they've now come up with. Mm Mm-hmm. Like... They've got a lot. They get bad anxiety. Oh, she's got a not ADHD, but it's just things. It's like they're not normal kids as you see as a kid, as we would be kids. They're not normal. They're not normal. Like everything's so 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 much pressure on them now. They, I mean, what future do you have? I mean, trying to own a home now is very difficult for a lot of people. Yeah, absolutely. I was I was fortunate that I clocked it early on that if I want to own a home, I need to start doing. Put my life out now. Yeah. But there's a lot of people 
if you think about that now, like schools as well. Schools, I think they're just ridiculous what they do. It's just so much pressure. And all the, all the pressure is to do with this so that they get a good mark. They get the, oh, look, look how many kids have come out of this with this grade. Come to mm. our school. Our school's the best. But isn't that it's always not been there, like, advertisement campaign where you say, we have these. Yeah, I would, I would say yes. That's always yeah, been there. Yeah, no, yeah. No. yeah. We, uh, even like when, when I was, uh, when we were at college at John Ryan, places we have people coming in and like the amount of pressure they put on you just to do go to uni it was like oh if you go to uni you earn yeah, 200,000 pounds I agree extra onto someone who wouldn't go uni but that that is such a shit statistic it's unbelievable it's so bad because there are so many different careers in that out there how you can cross-reference all those careers is a joke. How can you do that? I don't understand. Also, with you... How you, it, how you it, can come up with that It does money. depend what you're doing as well because there are a lot of what I call traps in uni where the course you're doing is going to be absolutely worthless once you get out. You're going to have a massive mm. debt when you finish as well. Yes, that's, they're trying to get rid of them, aren't they? Yeah. It's, but, um, they're just... I uh, can't remember what they're called, but they're, they're basically worthless degrees or whatever. But my, my girlfriend's degrees. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But my my girlfriend done one of these parent worth, worthless ones, and she says, "Yeah, but it's all about the transferable skills." Transferable skills. I, I just don't understand it. I would honest. always play the safe card. If I could go back in time and start my education from at John Rowan again and have the mindset and the mentality that I would I, I would do, I'd have would done something. I'd have done something I loved, but I would have made sure that I took the serious route. I would always go for a degree that is a tried and tested route to a successful career. So STEM. Simple as I that. Would- I would have um I would have left sixteen. As in STEM, as in like science, technology. Science to well, I would have gone into languages. I would have gone into interpretation. I would have probably looked at something like working for the UN or some shit like that, or being an interpreter. So translator. Or, interpreter, yeah. yeah, a translator. I mean the thing is translation interpretation is primarily a self employed industry. And it's fucking it's hard. Very, it's fucking it hard. It is hard. It's hard, but that's why I would have gone to look to work for the UN because that's a salaried interpretation job. Yeah. It would, so, you know, that's my industry. Or I would have done something differently, like, I don't know, been a police officer. Or I'd have gone into, like, I could still do that, and I think I'd be good at it, but it's, you know, it's it's long. And they've made it a lot harder now. You can't just become a police constable. You have to do an on-the-job apprenticeship that lasts for three years. Granted, it's completely... That's that's been my outrageous. So you could call the bars. It's been, no, it's, so it's been mandatory for about two years. In the past, it was optional. Well, no, no. So a PCSO has always been voluntary, but a PCDA or a police constable degree apprenticeship is something that they introduced in the last two years because the Met Police had a shake-up to the way that people become constables because of the ongoing problem of corruption. In the Corrupt people are not in prison. They wanted to find a way to make sure that the people who were being inducted into police constables were properly educated so that they would be less liable for things going wrong. But it's still a degree, which is very good. I completely agree. I'm all for the police doing their job correctly. Um, But yeah, or I'd have gone into like intelligence. Like I, 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 I thought about maybe doing GCHQ or MI5, but unfortunately, a lot of their interpretation roles are for Mandarin and Russian, understandably. Um, they're not for other languages that are for countries that aren't listed American. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but people, I think, should... I don't know. When, when I have kids, I will always encourage my children to do what they want to do. I would never be disappointed in my child 
for not doing what I wish I had done because that's bad parenting. Yeah. It's not good for you to imprint your wants and desires mm. on your kids. Yeah. But I would always tell my children, it's better for you to do a degree in something reputable, like you said, science, IT, finance, whatever. Because at least then <clears throat> you're setting yourself, I said finance, you're setting yourself up for a career that at the very least is stable. And you can only teach your kids the reality of life until it finally hits them themselves. So you can only hope they take your advice. But as we all know, being adults, it's so important to have a stable life in terms of career and, and other things. Because if you don't have a stable career, it can be very hard to find other stability in your life. Mm. I was still left school at 16, but went straight to college to do an apprenticeship. That's Instead understandable. Of how I did it. Instead of because I'd be four years ahead of I am now, where I am now. Mm. I'd be doing it, but I would have been doing it for like 10 years rather than six, seven. Well, I imagine by now you would have opened your own firm or at least been trying to. Yeah, uh, the, the figures with opening your own firm, yeah, it's all good and that. But you need about 50 grand back in first. And it's very risky because mm. I know so many people who have had their own firms and have got, oh, oh, I've got not for this job, not for that job, meaning like they just didn't get paid. Yeah. Uh, they didn't get paid. Uh, I had my, my old company when they did the, the job at Lord's Cricket Ground. Mm. He was owed over a, a million quid and he Jesus. had to take it to court. He had to take it to court because it put him under. He, he, like you say you got your building suppliers. And you've got your hire companies mm. that you hire all your plant and equipment from because it's just cheaper to do it that way because they do all the so checks on the thing. If it's work, not working, they just take it back and give you a new one. So if you owned all this stuff, you'd have to pay out for well storage of the thing, storage of whatever the uh, equipment that is, uh, maintenance of it. And if it breaks, you've got to replace it. So it's just cheaper to um, get it on hire. But he lost all of his accounts with these people because he couldn't afford to pay them because he hadn't been – he spent – because you get paid every – eight weeks mm. for the job that you're doing so from the job you get paid every eight weeks but he's burned for all that money because he's not getting they didn't pay him so you're always on an account you're always on a credit like going to the building suppliers you can't just have the you might have the cash if you got if you're good enough or you manage to do it but a lot of people run on that negative deficit because if they don't if they don't pay it they don't lose nothing but if if you've got all this material, where are you going to store it? Oh, you've overbought this, you've overbought that, and but you're all paid up. So it's better being in the red and then pay pay what you owe when you get paid. But he couldn't do that because he's not getting paid. So he's lost all these accounts with people, lost all these hire companies. So he's not been able to use these. Now he started up again, but he can't use these other uh, businesses. He can't use like the what he was using before, which isn't great mm. because it lowers your pull on in terms of competitiveness so when i do an order now i have to like if i do a big order at the start of the job i have to send it out to four different companies imagine losing two of them and they could have been cheaper you're losing out the money all the time so yeah <laughs> it is it is a lot if you get knocked for things yeah people don't pay you it is a nightmare the trades think, industry strikes me as ruthless it is ruthless but it's not ruthless ruthless the thing is in that industry there's a lot of people i see it all the time terrible people at their jobs they're just so bad cowboys right uh, yeah just cow not even cowboys just people aren't good at it. <laughs> just useless not not no not as bad as cowboys not people who say i can do this job when they haven't got the qualification or know how to do it or yeah take take the piss in terms of um oh this is what uh this is what it's going to cost to do something that doesn't cost that or you tell someone that it's got, I need to do this. You need to do over overwork. Like, have you ever watched what was it? Road oh, traders. traders. Oh, that's it. It's great. Traders, yeah. Do you remember that, the one of the guy who put the fucking Red Bull down the side of the woman's aerial socket, saying it was leaking? 
<laughs> and he just said, Matt Alcock to uh, Albright, whatever, turns up on the telly and saying, Hello, John. Yeah, I believe we have met before, you bastard. Stands stand in the way of the car. Yeah, he yeah, that's the one. Just chasing after yeah. Him. <laughs> but yeah, not, not in terms of that. Just people, well, plumbers, they're qualified or they're qualified at being a chippy. They're qualified at being that, but they're just terrible at their job. The other day, I got, we got a call out to a job. Oh, the water heat is not working. I, we, they took the panel off the water heat where the uh, sparkies wired it up. He just hadn't done a screw, screw outside. So basically what's happened, it's been arcing and it's just burnt the whole inside out. So there's a, a fire risk underneath there, big fire risk. It's burnt the whole water heater out. That's a qualified electrician just being lazy and just shit at their job. There's so much out, so much of that out there and it's just scary how much of it is out there. Well, this is the thing. The trades industry to me is one of the most unscrupulous and hardest to earn a good name in which is why i understand why good firms really don't fuck around with the quality of their um employees but like it's like for me i don't know anything about trade which is why i'm glad i know you because if in the future when i own my own home i need advice on who to talk to for works i imagine at some point you could probably recommend me someone yeah because at least then I would trust you. I wouldn't hold it against you if things went wrong, because that's not your problem. But I'm lucky that I know you. Because if I didn't know someone like you, I wouldn't know where the fuck to look. I wouldn't know what constitutes a good price. Mm. I wouldn't know what constitutes good quality work. Yeah, that's the thing, though. It's difficult when you have no idea, because then that's when people do take the piss. Yeah, well, this is like, the thing. Like a lot my, of dad, my, my dad used to be, um, he did a lot of things. He used to be a, a bricklayer. Uh, uh, he used to be a carpenter, a spark, you name it, right? When he had his drive done with his missus, the guy was a prick. And because he didn't realize that she lived with him, he tried to take the piss out of her because she was a woman and she didn't know what he was talking about. And I distinctly remember waking up one day when I was staying over at his house and he was just having a full-on argument with the paver, telling me to <laughs> shit. He was saying something about how he needed to charge him an extra two and a half grand to do the brickwork behind the drainage or something. I don't fucking know. And my dad just went to town and said, you're full of shit. You don't know what you're fucking talking about. I used to do your job. You and I both know this job does not cost any extra. You're just being a prick. Mm. And it's like, it's mad that you have to, you have to stoop to their level and be ultra aggressive with them. Otherwise, they'll just try and fuck you for everything. Wow. Yeah, it is true. There's a lot. Of, there's a lot of that. But the, and there is another saying that goes for everything: is you get what you pay for. Well, you yeah, get what you pay it, for. But when it comes to that, I could pay seven yeah, grand that, for a four grand job and still get shit. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing that it's difficult to know. But uh, in terms of labour, you get what you pay for. That's yeah, what I mean. Well. So if we were to we the problem we got at our work at the minute, we don't have no no real good plumbers, and the reason why that is is because they don't want to pay plumbers wages. Plumber yeah. up London at the minute, you can get two hundred and fifty pound a day easily. Two hundred and fifty pound a day, but our firm don't want to pay anywhere near that. So the people we get in are shit. You know, mm-hmm. it is shit. They are bad, but that's self-employed. But it's lucky for me because it works out different for me because I'm not on the um, <clears throat> I'm not self-employed, so I'm on the card. So I'm on quite good. I am on really good money, to be fair, for someone on the cards and being a plumber. Because yeah. now I'm, having, I'm taking time off, obviously, I'm getting paid for it. But if I was self-employed and I'd be having this time off, I wouldn't be earning no money. Mm. So it works out <clears throat> a lot better for me to be on the cards and be on what I'm on. But yeah, they just don't, they just don't want to pay. So you get bad bad people. I've I've, I've asked them that my uncle, he want, he wanted to, well, not wanted to come on, uncle. but he had no, no job or wanted to move on from his job. And it was just like, well, what are they paying? I said, oh, this is what they're paying. And he went, what the fuck? It's just ridiculously 
not paying anything. It's you're getting la- labourers' money, but they pay the apprentices ridiculously well. They've got it the wrong way around. That my job. When I say ridiculously well, they're on about thirty-five grand a year, and they have never touched a tool in their wow. life. Wow! Wow! But never touched a tool in funding as well. Uh, no, that no, no, that's not funding. They pay them that. They pay them that. That's what they pay them. It's not funded. The the money that they get from the funding goes on them right. buying them tools. That's what I they get. You said that was for apprenticeship. Jesus. An apprenticeship, yeah. Apprenticeship. If I was being paid 35 <laughs> grand on an apprenticeship and I'd never learned a day of my life how to trade, <laughs> you best fucking believe I'd knuckle the fuck down and start getting yeah. to work. I'd be like, ah, you're mad. Sir, please, I will come for early morning lessons. I will stay behind for revision. Do you know how much yeah. I was earning in my apprenticeship? <laughs> <laughs> Do you have eight, any idea uh, eight how much pounds I'm an hour, eight, 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 eight pounds a day. <laughs> guess how much I was making a month. How much? Guess how much? Four hundred pounds. No, three hundred fifty. Yeah, All right, I'll sixty quid off. Come on, give me some credit. Three hundred fifty, and I was working in <laughs> Croydon. Waking up at four a.m., leave house at six, and get back at six thirty p.m. No, that's too much. I went through bloodshed to get my career. I mean, I mean, to be fair, you, you, you waking up at four is kind of your own choice. Hey, listen, I had to leave house at six. I won't do that now. I wake up at 9 o'clock at a bang on the time before work. I'm through some serious bloodshed to fucking Croydon. Yeah. How much that, though? I can't believe how much they pay them. It's ridiculous. And they're... 35 grand, though. They're good, they're, so, they're, good, they're good kids, but they're fucking useless for 35 grand. Well, yeah. yeah. But I don't know. That is so that's, that's crazy. I've already, I've already said this to like the directors and that. I said, you, you don't, you, we're not going to get any good plumbers. You're not paying them enough. It's like they want to pay them £200 a day. That's 70 quid difference. But that's that's not a lot of money. You think about it. Apprentices. When I did my apprenticeship, started started it off. I was on thirty two pound a day. Damn. That was self employed as well. That wasn't even an apprenticeship. Did you finish your apprenticeship? Uh, thirty two quid a day is fucking nothing. Yeah, but when you live at home and that, it was all right. Yeah, you know, back then, and then, and then when I went, it went up and that. Yeah, I'm I'm happy with what I'm earning now. I must go shot. I can get more. I must have gone really sharp, did. No, it's different. Different industries. No, you said it, but everyone know who, everyone I know who did an apprenticeship got way more than I did. Because you're black. Yeah. And I, I work. I, I started in IT where there's mm. money. Then people yeah, in all different. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. I used I used to serve people in Maplin who were like early early to mid twenties, and they were software developers, and they were on like 120 grand a year. Yeah. And the guy looked basically the same age as me, and he one guy said to me, "Listen, just get into software development, and you'll make loads of money." The end. Like back end and front end deve- back end and listen. front end developers make stupid money. You didn't listen, Reese. What are you I doing? I didn't listen, you're right. I, I can fix it. You're I have the, the power. I am wasting my time, but that's okay. I'll fix it. Leave me alone, Daddy. No, I'll never leave you alone. I'll that's something I am always that, that is something I'm always grateful for is I, I'm a big believer in it's never too late. I appreciate there's a like there is genuinely it a is time when it's, when it's too late. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm I'm grateful that I'm coming to the realization in my life that I've definitely had a very poor career in terms of prospects. And I could have made a decision to change that a long time ago. And for many different reasons, I didn't. But now I'm getting to that age where I realize that actually life really isn't that bad in terms of, you know, prospects. And I could absolutely change careers if I just put my mind to it, saved some money, got, got on some courses. Earn some degree uh, certificate certifications, and then put my foot in the door. Are you going to do mu- it? Though? I would much rather save money and get these certifications and start on an entry level role that pays me the same, and then work my way up, than earn the money I'm earning now and never go up ever. <clears throat> do you get any like uh, salary increases, like the yearly one or anything like that? 
Yeah, every year. Is that I've always had one, a, a that I've always had. A, yeah. I mean, I'm not. I'm not salaried, but I know what you're trying to say. I get. Um, I get a wage increase every April, and I've never failed to get Reese. that. But that's because. Yeah. Hello. Is that the inflation increase or an actual increase? It's an actual increase. We have increased. I my wage has both been increased by choice and by force. By fire, and by thunder. Twice. By so by fire, by force. So th- for example, this year. We had the the wage increase by law, and then we had a top up because of inflation. Wait, okay. And that was a, and the the com- company chose to do that. Okay, so in twenty twenty, how much was your increase by percentage? I can't remember. That's, I I don't remember that. I just know it was more. Because okay, because it starts- yeah, there's a there's adjustment to inflation. Inflation, sorry, it's not an increase. Yeah, it's not. It's not. It's not a wage increase. It's not like. Oh, here you go. Here's more money. Good work. Well, how's it? How is it not? No, no, no. Well, it is a wage increase because I'm making more money. I'm not suggesting that they've increased it out of the goodness of their own heart because I know they're a business. Of course, they wouldn't do that. A business is here to make profit by minimizing its expenditure. I'm not stupid. I know that. But I've never, I've always had a wage increase regardless of the reasons for it every year without fail. Whether it be in line with national living wages or what have you, or whether it be because the company's in a position to do so. I don't care why they do it, if they, so long as they do do it. But yeah, I think, I don't know whether it's... The, the, the point I'm trying to make it, is that if it's in line with the inflation or the national wages, it's like you're earning more, but you're spending the same kind of money anyway. So it's not yeah, really... So it's not an increase. It's not really an increase. You're just getting the same money, but it looks like yeah. more. Your living no. wage stays the same. Yeah, the real no. wage stays the same. Right, but you're implying you, you you're speaking in terms as if to imply that because I'm making more money, I'm therefore spending more money. When in reality, I'm spending the same money I would have spent regardless. No, no, of the yeah, wage. yeah, but the 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 the, the, mo- the money you're spending on those goods are is increased because the goods in themselves have increased. Which is true, but what I'm saying as well is is that I've had wage increases that have been in line with this inflation, as well as optional top ups the com- the company has chosen to give us because they felt it was necessary, not because they've already... Our company has already met their obligation to increase my wage in line with inflation. So that part has already been done. Then, separately, they chose to pay us more because they could. That's what I'm trying to explain to you. I know what you're trying to tell me, but I'm also explaining that I've had additional wage top-ups that have been the company's decision that has not been influenced by government laws or by the cost of living. Okay. Okay. Which is surprising for a company in my in my industry, but we chose to do it. I presume because it just looks good and that's fine. I don't give a fuck about the company's image. If you're going to give me more money to do the same work, yes please. I don't think it's that rare as you think it is. Well, maybe, but I don't have any other examples of wage increases like mine to go off of. And unless you do, I'm going to assume you don't. No, because I worked in retail, I got point the same kind of, kind of bumps. But of course, yeah, sure. when I work in retail, they can, quote-unquote, afford to do that, quote fingers, because it's not a lot of money in their eyes. Yeah, but you also worked for an oil and gas company. But it's, it's still retail. No, it? when he was in retail. Yeah, of course. But you're working for the retail branch of an oil and gas company. Selling crude oil barrels. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I would expect, although it would be stereotypical for an oil and gas company to not give you a wage increase if they felt like it, but they absolutely could. You're working for a retail branch, and I imagine your gas station, hence the name, or petrol station, primarily the money they earn at each petrol station is from petrol. So you're you're working for the retail. It's kind of split because MS food is fucking pricey. 
Yeah, but I, I, I absolutely disagree with the idea of that you're making the, the company is making more money per petrol station from fucking overpriced meal deals than they are from topping up a tank of gas. And this is even pre uh, energy crisis and cost of living. There's no mm. way your your petrol stations are making any more money from anything other than petrol or diesel. I'm not saying the food is making more. I'd say it's an inspector amount, so it's not anything to no. And that's oh, fine. Are there separate but, entities, sir? Uh, what, I mean, the re- what? The retail side of BP? Yeah, so you get no, BPs with non-dis... No, no, no. So it's, if it's BP, it's BP. So yeah, it's, it's still BP. BP. Owned, it's a BP-owned subsidiary with another name on it because they've chosen to you know, make profit. It's an M&S yeah. It's like Yeah, it's like the BP in Catford has a Subway and a Costa Coffee because Subway and Costa Coffee have paid BP to have outlets inside their shop. So they make a profit and then they expand their sales offerings to places that they would otherwise be unable to reach. And goddamn, people pay out their ass because the prices are crazy now. I've never once bought anything from, uh, obviously, from a petrol station because A, I know it's dumb and B, I don't drive. Oh, you don't because you're literally literally paying convenience tax when you go there. I know, I know. It's It's like airport food. It's like airport tax. It's dumb. When me and Brandon were in the airport waiting for you to go to Sweden, we were like, oh, let's go to Prey on And we were like, oh, yeah, no thanks. A bottle of water was like £2.40. And I'm like, no, fuck that. Like, you're fucking mad. <laughs> do you know what I do when I go to airports? Do you, do you know what I do? <laughs> what? Go to the lounge like a normal person. No, 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 no. no. Do you know I, this is worse. It's worse. And I, I, so basically what I'll do is I go to a piss in a Brit Vic filter and no, drink no, no. your own I go to a or a, what's the other place a I think where they have drinks yeah. and sandwiches I hate Grease Conroy I, I, I go I, I scan the place I get a sandwich what I want I get a sandwich I want I get um, the naked mango and passion fruit or the green machine mm-hmm. one and maybe get a pack of crisps and a Grease <laughs> so pl- you know what? It works every single time because everyone's foreign anyway, and no one suspects yeah. a thing. So I just go in there, I pick up my thing. Yeah, I've always wanted to do that, but now I have the bollocks. <laughs> I think I just wouldn't risk it because it's an airport, and they're going to detain me if they catch me, and then I'm going to miss my flight, and I'm going to probably be removed from the airport. It's just not worth it. <laughs> it's not bad. And I'm not going to lie to you, Daniel. If you did that with us and you got detained. I'm sorry, I don't care. No, it's fine, it's fine. We've all got seven tickets, but it's still... I don't know... I'm there, I'm thinking... This is gonna... Respawn, Roy. I will fuck him. Respawn, Roy. It's like that... If you ever watch Mickey Flanagan, when he when he used to... He does a whole bit about how he used to love... Respawn, Roy. You gotta watch it. He just... He, and, and, he had, and he was taken aside by his manager saying... Right, you've made it big time now. There's no... There's no need for you to... Respawn, Roy. It's not worth the risk of anything. But he was talking about... It's not about that. It's just about the thrill when you get out. Grease Conroy. It is funny. You've got to watch me. The thing is, I do this when I haven't booked a lounge. And I do, I'm bored. I, I'm hungry. Let me get some. Let me get some, let me get some water and some juice. The one rule I have when it comes to traveling is I don't eat anything. I don't eat anything that will fuck me up the night before because. In when I travel, the day of traveling, I don't eat until I'm I'm settled in the hotel and I'm ready. Because I, the last thing I want to be the victim of is a stomach that is running riot. So the night before, I won't eat anything spicy. I won't eat anything garlicky because I'm not about to be held hostage by my anus. <laughs> I I have to I have to. I'm getting to the point now where I have I have to think about that 
the day before I go to work because there's been days where I've honestly I could have shit myself on the train yeah it's terrible I've had it before where like I've had a coffee when I used to work in Leyton I'd have a coffee on the way to work and I would be in actual pain I am in pain in the toilet I mean in the, in, in the, on the tube with my stomach it's basically just bubbling trying its hardest not to fucking defecate on the floor and obviously it's never happened but it's actually incredibly it's horrible it? but it's, it's the best weird. feeling ever once uh, you think <laughs> <laughs> it's the oh. best feeling ever. have you heard it's it when mass. it's so bad right you go you go to the toilet and you finally sit down but it hurts so you can't even push you've got to really like <laughs> be gentle getting it out because it just kills it's so bad. Usually, mine are like just splatter fests, as you, as you know. So <laughs> usually, it just goes. Get back and I'm like, oh, God is good. Jeez. I thank God. I usually I look up and I point my fingers to the sky and mouth. We tangled. <laughs> <laughs> That's one thing I couldn't use on a flight. In you know these areas in like Eastern Europe, they have them all over the world, but where oh, they yeah. just squat. I couldn't do oh, that. The squat. Oh, yeah. Oh, the, the squat, squat toilet. <laughs> squat. Screw. <laughs> squat tutu. Squat poo. But, oh, um, man. I know it's meant to be good for your digestion. And that. I'm just like, well, fuck that. The I'll only time... The, I would, the only time I would use one of those if I was in the arse end of nowhere and I had no choice. Like, if I'm in a jungle, I'm going to shit on the floor. I don't care. Yeah, I can shit anywhere, but one of them places, I'd, I'd really struggle. Yeah. But, but, um, McDonald's is like, sometimes when you see them golden oh, arches, it's like, God, God is good. Yeah. Would I've guys... always wondered. Oh, sorry, you continue. No, 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 that's cool, cool, cool. No, man's a different topic, that's fine. No, that's fine, go for it. Would you guys consider getting lounges as a regular basis when you go to the airport? Oh, yeah, it sounds yeah every time. 100%, 100%, absolutely. Because I every think time. some around £35 or 40 or I mean, we can consider that for Norway if you want. Oh, we need to talk about that after the podcast, by the way. Okay. Yeah, lounge, lounge, lounge. I've never been in a lounge, but it's just it's because of necessity it's and, very nice. and rather than need. Very because nice. I've. It... I've I only ever travelled on 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 flights that are pretty immediate, and I don't get to the airport early enough to justify lounge usage. And also, let's get there I, earlier then. But that's the thing because I tend to have the policy of not eating or drinking before I get on the plane. I feel like a lounge is kind of pointless to me. But I could always just eat something light, like a croissant or something, as long as it's not meaty or eggy. I'm, there's no caffeine involved. I'm sure my anus will be fine. <laughs> There's just a buffet. When I went to, I can't remember. I think it was buffet. Turkish one. Turkish one. Oh, lovely. The, the buffet at the the buffet at the hotel that me and Daniel stayed at in Stockholm was fucking fantastic. Oh my god. Yeah, I've got one when I go to Poland, but I don't know if it's going to be any good. It'd probably be like grog or something. That's racist, bro. <laughs> like, what? Is, Poland's a nice country. It gets such a bad rep. You just think it's going to be grog, potatoes, and beetroot soup. <laughs> Sausage. <laughs> Sausage and bread. <laughs> Just like a single slice of plain white bread on, a, on an old plastic plate with like oh. a scoop of sausage you gravy. It's the, like the people from those countries of well, like Eastern European, Southeastern European countries, they don't do sandwiches. They they get a loaf of bread and they'll have all like the ham, <laughs> the pit, like the pickles. They love pickled cabbage and shit like that. And they'll just use their hands, just instead of putting it in the sandwich, they'll, they'll eat a bit of ham and then have a bit of it. It's weird how they do. Just that's an alternative. That's just, that's just the, the B-Tech way of eating a sandwich. Yeah, I know. I mean, I, I should go over there with a sandwich and I'll be famous. This man has come up with a new way of eating. I say lunches are a very nice thing. 
I think the last time I went to the lounge was in was the Finna Lounge in Finland, Finland and did a bad buffet. And for some stupid reason, I went all out on the curry that they had, which was really nice. But when I was on when I was in the flight back, the last half an hour was a battle because my anus was about <laughs> to say, "I'm going to punish you tonight." You are going to suffer because I had, I had curry and it was a spice curry as well. You, you, well, that's your fucking fault. I know it was my fault. I'm yeah, fully well, it was my fault as well, but uh-huh. I was hungry. And it was allowed. I was like, fuck it. It's good food. Why don't you um, go to the toilet in the plane? Blood. It's curry. Yeah. yeah. Do you think I would have survived? The food's just going to get sucked out and put into the atmosphere. Who cares? Now that I think about now that I think about it, if that was actually true, wouldn't it just be bait? you're just shitting on people? <laughs> imagine imagine living like on the main flight path to Heathrow, your house would just be covered in shit. <laughs> <laughs> shit particles of feces in the air. But you know, like you can say, oh, you look at the colour of the shit and go, oh, that one's from India. That must be indeed their life. You just wake up every morning, it fucking stinks as shit, it does. (laughs) (laughs) Aye, that'll be Ethereal, love. Honestly. (laughs) There's something something really funny about a plane taking off and then immediately dumping its toilet waste on houses. (laughs) 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 <laughs> oh, no. I saw a video the other day. It was a guy who was traveling across India, and he went to the train toilet, and it was literally a hole in the ground that was on the tracks. Oh yeah, yeah I've seen that one. <laughs> That's so nasty. Oh my god, Ryan, has, has has Daniel ever told you the story about how Cranston fought <laughs> planes carried luggage? Yeah. <laughs> and he's Daniel, the one behind it, yeah. Oh my god! Yeah, he's heard it. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure, yeah. It's I know just the, I, the idea of a second plane following it. <laughs> <laughs> How stupid can you be, though? It's like he's he never looks up in the sky and only seen one plane before. <laughs> <laughs> Either that, or he needs to go to Specsavers. <laughs> me and Daniel for for the for the shortest time. Uh, me and Daniel had a, well, it wasn't an inside joke because Ryan knew what it was about. But we would just randomly post an emoji of a, po- a finger pointing up. A shocked man's face and then two planes. <laughs> <laughs> it's so fucking stupid, dude. Honestly. Oh my god. Some things that people think, it's just, like some things that people come out with, just hilarious. Like someone well, the other day was going, I'm going to Scotland, Dad. Do I need to get some Scottish dollars? Hey, wait. What dollars? What dollars? <laughs> I said Scottish dollars. And he went, uh, yeah, because I know you can't use those ones here. I said, no, you're thinking of Scottish pounds and you can use them here. God, Paris. He's like, oh, so I don't need to get any money out. No, no, you don't. <laughs> Scottish <laughs> dollars. Scottish dollars. Couldn't believe it. Oh, man. All right. We've gone for quite a while, so I think we end it there. We're going to end it there. <laughs> Look in the podcast chat. Oh, yeah, yeah I saw it. <laughs> I saw it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway anyone want to sign off for any closing statements no this is a pretty good podcast definitely one of our more intelligent and in-depth ones I'm looking forward yeah. to this new format yeah what's changed we brought over <laughs> <laughs> oh god anyway alright thank you for listening everyone goodbye yeah, bye bye
Touch my forehead, chest, left shoulder, then right side Pray my brothers are good outside I know the vibes, I know the vibes You're the one girl, stop rolling eyes I find love and it slowly dies So lie up, I don't make my eye cry Let me hold your controller I'm not one of these controlling guys I want you to touch, roll with the girls, damn it